other day in the hallway. You're singing, Oh, Happy Day. Uh, and she tried to blame it on the dogs. There is no longer a federal constitutional right to an abortion. everybody to Bryant and Bodden Justice Served, a very special uh, segment for you today. Linda, what is it? What is the story that's really got you? Well, Mike, I call it three months of terror. Now, in case you haven't heard about the case of Brittany Watts, she's an Ohio woman in her 30s, and most importantly, she was pregnant. But after her non-viable fetus died, she was charged with felony abuse of a corpse in Trumbull County, Ohio. Now, this began three months of terror for her, and I would say for every pregnant woman. Luckily, the grand jury returned a no-bill, meaning there was not enough evidence for an indictment. But this was a prosecution. Make no mistake about that. Brittany Watts has been through the gates of hell and back. What happened? Watts sought medical care, hospital help, three times in four days because she was pregnant but she had very severe vaginal bleeding. Now, day one was on September 19, 2023, where doctors told her her fetus was not viable. Yet at the end of this saga, the hospital called the police. Now, why? Uh, well, let's go back because she was even admitted to the labor and delivery department at St. Joseph's Hospital. And I'm going to quote the coroner here that Watts was quote, diagnosed with premature rupture of membranes and severe, well, I won't give you the medical term, but simply put, her womb order had broken prematurely and any leftover amniotic fluid that was there was actually incompatible with life of the fetus. Now, even though there was a weak fetal heartbeat felt, the doctor still found that, it and it was recommended by the medical staff, that an induction occur of her non-viable fetus. Why? Because the baby had no chance to live. And so let me interrupt you. When they say induction, that's basically uh, an abortion, right? They, they, like a DNC, like a dilation and curatage. It's, it's to remove the fetus that has no chance of surviving. Yes, it's actually a DNA and a dilation and evacuation, but okay. uh, the same co concept, Michael, that everyone's aware of. But what happened is Brittany Watts then signed herself out of the hospital against medical advice because they wanted to do the induction. And all people seem to want to know is maybe why did she do that? Well, duh. Maybe it's because she wanted the baby and wanted to talk to her loved ones about that devastating news before going through any procedure that was final that would take the fetus out of the womb. So then we go to day two, September 20th. She continued to go back to the hospital expecting to be induced. But then something called ethics seemed to interfere. Hmm. According to the coroner's reports, the doctors and officials had to then debate, concur, go through committees for about eight hours by this woman who already died, been diagnosed with a rupture 
uh, that caused her womb water to leak. She had no detectable amniotic fluid by then, and she was bleeding vaginally, and she had advanced cervical dilation. But you see, Michael, she was now on the cusp of 22 weeks. Now, in Ohio, abortions were, are legal, were legal to fetal viability, which is generally considered to start about 22 weeks. And Watts was 21 weeks and five days, but the medical profession had to do what I call, in my words, brain fuck what to do in this case in case they were wrong about the days because, you know, then that could lead to an indictment against them. So Watts again left the hospital after nearly eight hours. Then day three came, September 22nd, back to the hospital for severe vaginal bleeding. But it, this time it was the result of her home delivery where she retained the placenta in her body. Now, medical records stated that approximately 5.58 a.m., Watts delivered the fetus into the toilet of her residence. So what did she do? Well, all of you out there who have spontaneously miscarried in your toilet know, and there's a lot of women who have. Now, instead, the male assistant prosecutor who was handling this case said the real legal issue was not that the fetus was non-viable. It was, and I repeat what he said in a preliminary hearing, quote, the fact that the baby was put into a toilet large enough to clog up the toilet, left in the toilet, and Watts went on her day. Went on her day after she had miscarried. Michael, well, Mr. Assistant Prosecutor, next time you or any of your kind ejaculate from your penis and wipe it off on a towel or wash it down a toilet, let's charge you with abuse of life. And let's put you and your penis in jail because make no mistake about it. Brittany Watts was raped by the system, saved only by the level-headed people in the community on that grand jury. She was poked. She was prodded. She was threatened. Why? All because she wanted to have the baby. She sought medical care. That's why she sought medical care. So if we're going to prosecute women for wanting children, I say, Michael, let's prosecute every man for every vasectomy, for every non-vaginal ejaculation they cause for their own pleasure. And by the way, a pet peeve of mine is let's squish their penis in a mammogram machine yearly. Enough is enough. And I take this, Michael, very personally. And why is that? Because just under three-month period, I had a fetus die in utero. Uh, and when I went to the hospital for my D&E, uh, dilation and evacuation, conducted by my doctor, some officious paperwork intake employee looked at me with a side eye and asked me, you know you are pregnant, don't you? Michael, I will never forget how that made me feel. It's a day that is scorned into my mind. It's also scorched into my memory. The system, Michael rapes women. Brittany Watts is the latest example in the news, but she won't be the last.